verse 17, Psalms 51, 17. God's good. God is so good. It's good to be in church this morning. Psalms 51, 17 says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. Somebody say broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. And you may be seated this morning, and I want to teach on having a wounded spirit, a wounded spirit. As I was studying yesterday, I was not intending to even teach on this. I had uh, some thoughts about this, and I've been thinking about this um, topic for a while, and I was going to teach on something totally different, but as I started to study, um, it just, it wasn't coming out, and I really felt like that God wanted me to teach this, and God has clarified it this morning already to me, so I pray that this touches you this morning, and you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because when you're in a small church like this, and you know everybody, and we're all really close, sometimes, you know, when you hear someone teach or come up here and preach, if we're not careful, it's, if we're not careful, it's just, well, it's just Brother Pete saying these words. But that's the importance of the calling and the anointing of God, right? So I pray that, just don't take it as it's Brother Gabe speaking this morning, but take it that it's, it's a message from God. But I do want to teach on a wounded spirit. Um, there's something very special and very unique that happens to us when we become broken. There's something very, very special when God places us in a position where we become broken and he breaks us and he starts to mold us into something he wants us to be. Um, there are times in life where we have our self-induced storms, our self-induced wildernesses, if you would. But the mercy of God and the goodness of God uses those times to conform us and to shape us and to mold us into what he wants us to be. And I think about King David and how he got to a position in his relationship with God and got into a position with, with his authoritative position that God has given him where he just kind of relaxed. And that decision that he made to not go out to war that the Bible speaks about when it was the time for all the kings to go out to war, that decision determined the rest of his life. And, and that was something that God used to break David. That was something that I believe was, was self-induced on his end a little bit. But God used that. And there were some spiritual ramifications that happened during that. But David had the spirit of, God, I want you to shape me and mold me into what you wanted me to. And, and this psalm right here that I'm speaking of is exactly his prayer to God. Okay, so David realized something, he's seen something, but he had to go through a brokenness state in his life. He had to go through some things in his life to bring him to the point where he actually wrote down these words and pinned down these words, right? 
And that's what we're going to talk about today. But there is something very special and something very unique and something very important when God starts to break us or we maybe do things in our life that cause spiritual damage. But God will take that and he will change it around and he'll turn it for good. Um, But brokenness a lot of times brings us to a place where we allow God to minister to us, right? Um, And you think about King David and you think about Peter, how Peter was with Jesus and Jesus told him, you're going to deny me. And Peter sat there and and tried to convince Jesus, I will not deny it, I'm not going to. And we see that the outcome of that, as Peter did deny him, and he did make that mistake, even when he thought he was not going to do that. And that state of brokenness brought Peter to a state in his life where he had one of two things to do. Like Judas, he could have went and felt sorry for himself and ended up taking his own life. But what Peter did is he found a place to weep. Peter found a place of brokenness, and he did not let his brokenness overcome him, but he overcame his brokenness through Christ. And that's what I really want to talk about this morning. But the state of mind and the things that we go to to get to that brokenness or while we're in that brokenness. But we see it throughout Scripture with these mighty men of God, how they went through things, things that shaped them and mold them, things that are not fun. But we will all experience these times also in our life, times of the frustration and times of uh, we feel that it's unfair, that life's unfair, and times that we're confused, times we don't know what's going on and why it's going on, and many other things in our life that we face on a daily basis, which lead us to having spiritual wounds sometimes, And then if we do things the way we need to do, we have those spiritual scars with the relationship with God. But all of us, we go through testings and we go through trials with God. It's inevitable. We we can't avoid those times. You know, a matter of fact, those times are the times that really do shape us the best and mold us in our life and in our ministry and our anointing and our calling. And if you have a calling and anointing upon your life, um, if you've made the decision to live for God, to take that step out towards God, it might be a baby step, it might be a leap, you might just jump all in. But when you do that, be prepared because hell will fight back with everything it has. And our spirit will too, our flesh will too, because it does not like it. And uh, that's why it's so crucial to be tapped into the spirit of God. It's so crucial to come to church and to, and to have a prayer life and, and to be like, around like-minded people, to lift up each other and iron sharp with iron. To do those things, it strengthens us. Um, because here's the deal is when we go through situations in life, when we go through hard times in life, when we don't feel like doing the things we know we should do, it's just kind of our human nature to want to avoid those situations. It's human nature to just kind of want to run away from those situations and not deal with them. And I've talked about this before um, because it's a little easier to avoid those times than it is to actually handle and take care of those times. Um, But through times of brokenness and hurt and through those times where it's hard and of those emotional bondage that sometimes 
gets the best of us. In the times of weariness, physical weariness and spiritual weariness, and you might just be weary from work or in your relationships or your marriage or with your children or, or just you're getting weary going to church and it feels like you just go to church and it's the same thing over and over again. Or you might know you have a calling in your life. You know there's a purpose in your life, but you're just not seeing something. And you can see that there's more, but you're just getting weary. And, and in that, our flesh does want to just quit, and it just wants to give up. It's, it's been said that, you know, we fight in the spirit every day, or we're supposed to. The scripture teaches us to, and, and we pray and do those things. But when we go to sleep, it's like our flesh goes to the gym and works out and gets all pumped up. And when we wake up, it's ready to fight again every night. It goes to the gym, and every day we come against it. But I'm talking about brokenness this morning. But when we don't agree with something sometimes in life, or when someone hurts us in life, it's easier, hear me, it's easier sometimes to maybe just go to somebody that you know that will lend their ear to you and tell them how you feel than it is to actually handle the situation the correct way. I hope that makes sense. That in life, sometimes when we know, listen, we all get offended, you know? And if you haven't got offended, you will get offended. And it's just a part of life. But in that offense, we gotta be so careful that we run to the feet of Jesus with it. And we don't run to people that we know that will agree with me on this situation. It's easy to do, to go on and, and, and to say, you know, I really don't uh, agree with this certain situation or whatever it might be in life, whatever. If you don't, if it's something that, ah, you know, I kind of disagree. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with disagreeing. Don't, don't get me wrong. Because as humans, we're, gonna, we're not always going to agree. And if you agree with someone all the time, I think there's something wrong. Like if you always agree with me, obviously there's something wrong because I don't think you always should agree with me. And I don't think there's a problem in disagreeing with somebody. The problem happens is when you might voice your opinion to somebody else. That's, that's kind of when the problem happens, when you, when you voice your opinion. Well, I really don't agree with this. And it's fine, you don't agree. But when you go and you make it vocal to somebody else, then it starts to become a problem. Um, and then if we're not careful, you can, you can kind of get bitter really easy. And, and you can get this, this spirit of, um, well, I'm not going to go there. I'm going to stick to my notes. But it is easier to just go and, and tell somebody other than face the situation, to, to go to God and take it to God. Uh, and when we do these things, it pulls us a further away from God. You know, when, when God, because sometimes God does that. God, God will put people in our path and put certain situations on our path to, um, to help us maybe remove something that's in our heart that he doesn't like. He'll put people in our path to show us something uh, that, you know, he doesn't like in us or a way that maybe we're handling a situation or whatever it might be. But God uses people and, and other things in our life to reveal things to us. He uses relationships. maybe. And if, and if I have a, a spirit, if I'm always like, well, it's never my fault, but it's always the other person's fault, then I ought to step back and look at my life and see what I'm doing. Because it might just be God's trying to speak to me through these people and through these situations. 
And, but if I'm always the one that's not wrong and I'm always right and everybody else is wrong, then that's kind of a warning sign that, hey, I might just be wrong and God might be trying to get my attention here. And if we're not careful, we can avoid it so much and get pulled away from God's presence. And so much is that we just, we live in that state that, oh, it's never me. It's never me that's wrong. It's, it's always something with somebody else or something else. Um, but it's very crucial that in those times where God does show us things and God's trying to work on our spirit and, and he brings us to this state of brokenness, it's very important that we draw close to God during these times of brokenness and time of being offended. Because if we don't, then we give our flesh and the enemy an opportunity to deceive our wounded spirit. Because it starts just with a little thing. Maybe me not agreeing with what Brother Pete has said. And I start thinking about it. And I start dwelling about it. And then I vocalize it to, to somebody. And then when I do that, there's power in the tongue, the Bible says. There's life and death in our tongue. And, and when we vocalize that, it, it does something in the spiritual realm. It does something in the spiritual realm. And then me just not agreeing... It starts to consume me because I'm thinking about it and I'm dwelling on it. I don't know if you guys ever experienced this before, but I know I have. And I hope this makes sense to you and it kind of resonates in your spirit. But you can get to this point where it just literally consumes you. And it could have been just the smallest little thing that Brother Pete might have said to me at my house when we were having Thanksgiving. And no point intended. I mean, I, I don't, there's nothing he said. But just for an example... And he said this in the way he said it, and then I start to get upset about it and dwell on it. And then pretty soon I get a wounded spirit and I get these wounds that start to consume me. And if I don't take it to God and say, God, listen, I don't know why I'm getting upset. It was really silly on what he said. And I, he just made a comment about my kids or something, not cleaning up the mess. And, and so that little comment of that, what happens if I dwell on it and stuff, then I start to have these irrational thoughts and, well, he doesn't think I'm a good father. He doesn't think I'm a good steward of my home. You know, what he, was, what he really was saying is that my, his daughter should have married someone else. Or, you know, it's just crazy how we think. So instead of doing that, we got to bring it to God and just say, listen, I don't know why this is consuming me so much. Maybe because I have something in me that God's trying to deal with. Maybe there's some pride in me or maybe there's some hurt in me from when I was a child or, or, or whatever. You know, the studies have shown that if you were raised in a broken home where, where your parents have gotten a divorce, that those effects uh, that you went through will not come to surface until you get married. Like those scars and, and, and that, uh, if you want to call it trauma, of that divorce won't come out until you get married to your spouse and then it will start to manifest itself through the relationship you have with your wife. So, and that's what's scary is sometimes that God tries to show us things like this and he'll put somebody in your path like, like Brother Pete, he'll, he'll say something and, and the reason why I'm using him is I know he won't get offended or get upset, I hope not. Um, and then I get upset at it and really it wasn't his fault, but it's something that's in me that God's trying to show me, right? And I've experienced this in my marriage. And coming from a broken home and getting married into a, a, um, a relationship where my wife came from a good home and, and they, there was no divorce and it was very good, a good atmosphere, you know, I would take things personal when my wife would say things. And, and I always thought it was like, well, why would she say it? Why, why, why would she say that? What is she saying? 
And I, and I, I would start to bring it up in prayer and say, God, you know, is it, what's going on? Do I need to change? Is it, you know, is it me? And, and to tell you the truth, I'll be really transparent. I'm just kind of honest kind of guy. You know, those prayers started off like this. God, I pray that you would change my wife's attitude. <laughs> and then it would change to, okay, God, I pray that you would open my eyes. And if there's anything like, if there, there's a reason why I'm getting upset here. I don't know what it is, but there's a reason why I'm getting upset. Just show me what it is. Like, show me why I get upset at my children sometimes when they do something, when they leave stuff on the ground. Like, I shouldn't get upset at that. What, what? You know, and I understand there's life, but that's just an example of how God can use situations and people in our life to try to show you that, hey, there's something in you and just bring it to me. Because if you don't bring it to God, and sometimes we don't even know what's going on, it, it's, you kind of just get further away from that and further away from that. Um, and then the enemy and our flesh and our mind will use those opportunity when we don't take it to God to deceive our wounded spirit more. It might not even be a wounded spirit at the time, but it will become a wounded spirit. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, but one of the most dangerous things in church, I believe, is a child of God that is hurt, okay, that refuses to get help. We're all going to get hurt. That's just part of the game. That's just one way God um, picks us up, and that's just one way God develops us is by getting hurt. But when we get hurt and we refuse for God to heal us, that's a dangerous place to be. And don't get me wrong, I think we probably all have done this in our life. I think we all have done this, but it's a, it can be a dangerous place if we continue to do that in our relationship with God because what happens is those wounds start getting piled up and piled up and piled up. So where there was only just one wound before, it becomes more and more and more. And then, and then it's just this heaviness you're walking around with and you're trying to carry and if we're not careful, then we'll, we'll turn to secular things or worldly things to try to help us with this hurt that we have. We'll, we'll turn to things that distract us in life so we don't think about the hurt and the pain and our wound because we don't want to tend to it because every time we tend to it, it hurts. But listen here, in order to feel good, we must have to go through the pain first, Right? And, and there have been a lot of times in our lives where we've done that. We've gone through spiritual pain and it's been hard. And during that situation, during that trial and that testing, whatever it might be, during that time in your life where you allowed God to pick you up and put you back together and to heal you the proper way, it hurt and it's very necessary because before we can feel good, sometimes it has to hurt. And it hurts. But here's the thing is that as time goes on and as we grow and as we grow spiritually and mature spiritually and we allow God to move on us and we kind of get over that situation and we grow out of that situation and time has gone on and time has gone on, you forget about the pain. And if, and if any of you have ever had children and you just ask your wife, about their labor. I, uh, my wife has told me about the, how labor was, and she's like, you know, and I'm there holding her hand during it, sweating bullets, ready to pass out because <laughs> knowing what's happening, and she's in pain, and I'm just praying, like, 
you know, the nurses probably think I'm crazy. I'm literally sitting there speaking in tongues, and I'm not doing it to be spiritual. I'm doing it so I don't faint, you know. I'm like, God, please just help me not to faint. <laughs> you get all hot, and you get all sweaty, and you don't know what's going to happen. You get lightheaded. And, I, and my wife's told me, you know what? I don't even remember the pain. She's like, I don't even remember the pain going through it. She's like, I would do it all over again to keep our kids safe. And I'm like, you don't remember the pain? I, I'm, I remember the pain that you went through. I remember you pushing and how hard it was and you were just in pain. He's like, I don't remember it. But I have the scar from it, but I don't remember the pain. As I was going through it, it was very painful. But as time went on and then you see what's produced through the pain and it outweighs the pain itself, it's like I, would, I wouldn't trade the world for that. I'll go through that pain over and over and over again. And that's how it is spiritually when God starts to move on us and starts to want to heal our wounded spirit and the wounds that we've had in our life, maybe for years and years and years. It says there's that process that hurts. There's that process that doesn't feel good. But after that, when everything's all said and done, when we look back where God's brought us from, we don't even remember that pain. Hey, we have a scar to show us and remind us of the pain. There's a difference between a wound and a scar. There's a difference between a wound and a scar. A scar is a wound that has already healed properly. That's how you get a scar. But a wound, if you don't allow it to heal properly, and if you don't do the things necessary that we need to do to keep the wound tended to and healthy, then what happens to that wound, it stays open and stays infected. Brother Scott, like your dad, like you said this morning. Brother Scott was preaching this morning at the farm and he was talking about how his dad, and he, he had a cut on the side of his leg and it just never healed. And then there was pus that would come out of it and it would, it would just never heal. And I thought about that. And I'm like, that's the way it is spiritually when we do not allow God to heal us and we try to heal ourselves or let the world heal ourselves and heal our relationships. It's like a wound that never gets tended properly. And what happens, it just stays open and stagnant. And, and then what happens, it starts to produce pus and then it starts to get into our bloodstream, Brother Scott, and it starts to infect us and it infects the whole entire body is that the other wounds that we have that we never tended to, this one wound that's infected starts to infect all the other wounds because they've not been healed yet. And then you get to this place with God where it's just pain and it just hurts to get out of bed and there's no encouragement. And, and this is kind of where depression and anxiety and hopelessness starts coming in. This is where being critical, you get that critical spirit on you and you're always so negative. It's because we've never allowed God to heal those wounds that we went through with maybe certain people with, in our life and with all these situations. So there's a difference between a scar and a wound. So what I'm preaching this morning is that we need to allow God to heal our wounds and turn them into spiritual scars. Because here's the thing about scars is I have a lot of scars on my hand. I've been working with my hands since I've been 12 years old. I'm 38 now. You do the math. And as a child, I was very ignorant. And as a young adult, I'd be very ignorant. And I would just lift things and do things without thinking because I was young and I, was a, and I thought I could handle it. But I have scars on my hands all over. 
on my body that remind me of things. I have a scar on my arm right here. When I was 13 years old, I remember I was working at the body shop and there would be in the back of the body shop, there was a fenced area and we would throw all the fenders, the old hoods, the old doors, all the scrap iron, we would throw it in there. And there was like a six foot fence that you had to throw it over to get inside the scrap iron place. And I remember I had this, I think it was, it was a door and they were pretty heavy at, at that time. This is years ago and they were more made of more uh, metal or aluminum than they are now. And I remember I couldn't really lift it up all the way, so I slid it on the fence and then I, I kind of went like this and threw it. And as I threw it, it hit my arm and it cut my arm. And I was like, ah, oh. it was one of those times you cut yourself where you don't even want to look at it because you know it hurts. You know, so I, like, I kind of had to build up courage to look at it. I looked at it and it was just, it wasn't even bleeding yet. You can just see the white stuff in it. I'm like, oh, this is going to hurt. But I, I'm, I'm scared to death of doctors, so I, I didn't tell anybody. So I just wrapped it up. And I, I tend to do it, and then that wound became a scar years later. I have a scar on my, my forearm, or my little wrist right here that I remember I was in the body shop and I was drilling a little piece of metal. I had to drill. The metal was probably three inches by three inches, and, and I wasn't even thinking when I was drilling this thing. And I'm drilling the piece of metal with the, with the drill, with this cordless drill, and I had my hand here, and I had the screwdriver in this hand. And I'm pushing down, and as... The drill bit went through the piece of metal. Of course, what's going to happen? Well, the piece of metal is going to start turning. And I didn't think of that. And it just slit my wrist right there. And I grabbed my wrist. And I, and I, I kind of been through it before. So I kind of knew the routine. Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to clean it. I'm going to wrap it up. And I'm not going to tell anybody about it. It'll get better. And so I tend to do it and tend to do it. And it got better. So I have these scars. And we all have scars that we look at that remind us of situations and times in our life. Sometimes it's a funny story. Sometimes it's a sad story. Sometimes it's a courageous story in our life. But those spiritual scars that we get from allowing God to heal our wound, we look down at them. And it reminds us, hey, I remember this time God got me through this. I remember this. I don't remember the pain anymore, but I remember what I went through. And I really feel like there's people here today that you're hurting and you have some open wounds that God wants to heal. And we just need to allow God to work on us and to heal us. And if we do not do that, those wounds will stay open and they will get infection and that infection will spread now, here's the thing, is that not only mm, when we have these wounds that we refuse God to let heal in our life, will it infect us, but because we're a body of Christ, there's a possibility, a high possibility, it's going to affect other people. Because what happens is when I have a wound and I refuse to let God deal with me and heal it, I go to people and I vocalize how I feel and I talk to other people and they have wounds. And what happens is I infect that person's wounds also because they have open wounds and it starts spreading through the body of Christ, which is not beneficial for the body of Christ. I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. So it's so important that we do that. And I will say this, is when we, and when we don't allow God to heal our wounds, 
Not only does it affect us, and not only does it affect the body of Christ, our friends and the believers, but it affects the people we love the most in our life. And I wonder if that's the people that actually get affected the most, or the people that are close to us. The people that we love dearly are sometimes the ones that we hurt the most. And I don't want to be in that position. Because I'm like, God, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit. If there's any wicked way in me, God, just show me. Because I, I need to get over this. I don't want to hurt people. Because like I said, hurting people hurt people. But I will say this. Healing people heal people. You have someone that's hurting and, and they go and they, they know uh, misery loves company and, and they express themselves to someone else that's hurting and it overflows on them and then, you know, that's how gossip gets started and criticism gets started and hurt gets started and that's how the wounds get infected. Or you have someone that's been healed, has spiritual scars and goes and ministers to a brother or a sister in the Lord or goes and talks and somebody says, hey, listen, I don't know exactly how you're feeling. And I don't, might not even know the exact situation that you're going through, but I did go through a similar one like this. And what I did when I went through it is I, I ran to the feet of Jesus. It did not make sense at that time. And it was very painful and it hurt. And then there was nights where I cried. There was nights where I didn't know how tomorrow was going to bring. But like as scripture says, weeping enduring endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. So you can encourage other people. So healing people can heal people also. We can encourage people and help them with their wounds spiritually if we allow God to help us too. And I think that's the, one of the benefits of that, right? And the Bible talks about that, you know, cry with those that are cry, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. And so God can use us in those situations also. But Saul, Proverbs 18, 19 says this about being offended and about, about having a wounded spirit. It says, a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. Somebody say strong city. And their contentions are like the bars of a castle. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city. And I don't know if you guys ever experienced that, but it's, it's, it's true. It's not saying it's impossible, but it's pretty hard. And the times that I've seen it work out, it was because of God. It wasn't because of the, you know, the other person or because of me um, doing what I thought it should be right. It was because of God and doing what God wanted me to do or what God wanted them to do. Um, but someone that gets offended or someone that is hurting and refuses to let the Spirit of God heal them, We'll have spiritual wounds that will eventually start to get infected. And that's what we talked about. And that infection will spread. Proverbs 18, 14 says, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, who can bear? Who can bear? The infection will eventually consume our entire body and slowly kill us spiritually. And, and like I said, that's where those thoughts of depression come in and, and this being negative and, and stuff like that comes in. And it consumes us. It'll consume us. And I think of the story of Miriam and Aaron in Numbers 12.1. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses, the Bible says, because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman 
And they said, hath the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. This is the danger of one of, this is one of the dangers of having a wounded spirit. Is here's a story where we have Aaron and his wife talking at home alone. And they're coming against Moses, the man of God in their life that God used to free the children of Israel. And they're saying, man, what in the world? They started getting critical. What is Moses doing? He's married to this Ethiopian woman. So it started with being critical. Like, what was my brother doing? Or Miriam's like, what was, what, what was your brother doing? Why would he marry that woman? How, he married that woman and, and he's the only one God can talk to? Come on. Surely he's not the only one God could talk to. God, come on, Aaron, you're, you're, you're a Levite. You're going to be the high priest. Surely God could talk to you too. And if you read the rest of the story, God starts to talk to them. And he says, hey, you go get Moses. Moses, go out there with Miriam and Aaron. And God starts to say, hey, listen, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll give people dreams. I'm paraphrasing. I'll give people dreams or I'll speak through them through, uh, through other areas in their life. He's like, you know, prophets I'll do this with. He said, but with Moses, man, I speak to him face to face. I speak to him like we're having a conversation. And he's not only that, but he's the meekest man around. He is the meekest man around. And you're going to talk about him. And then Miriam gets leprosy all of a sudden. And then they repent of what they were doing. And God says, tells Miriam, you go and you stay away for seven days. And, and then the leprosy left. But a sign that you are infected, wounded, hear me, that you have a wounded spirit is that one will eventually come against spiritual authority. When we get wounded... One of the signs of that or one of the outcomes of that is that I don't know why, I, can, I mean, I can probably teach a whole lesson on it, but I've seen it happen. I've even experienced it in my life happen is that you get critical with the leadership that's above you, the spiritual leadership. And you get really critical and start doing things like, you know, just like Miriam and Aaron did. It starts at home, oh man, it starts at home just with an innocent conversation with my wife or your wife or your husband and you bring up a situation and then that just feeds and it builds and builds off of that. And then pretty soon the kids hear it and then pretty soon, you know, where you only wanted to talk about it, where the kids were out of the room, it don't really matter if the kid's in the room now. And then pretty soon you're just voicing it to, you know, your close friends. I'm just going to tell my close friends and pretty soon it doesn't really care who hears you. But that wounded spirit, a lot of times out of not, will be manifested towards the spiritual leadership in your life, just like Miriam did with her husband. They will either undermine authority, be critical with authority, badmouth or gossip authority, or directly go against authority. And it, it might not happen right away, but this is the danger of a wounded spirit, of a wounded spirit. It's like cancer that spreads in our life. It's like cancer that goes forth through our body and then it starts affecting other people. And maybe that's why Paul says in Galatians 5, 9, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. 
A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. But that broken spirit, one of the points of a broken spirit is this, is sometimes there's something in us that God is trying to remove so we can continue to grow spiritually. Okay, and, and if, if we could just have that mindset, if you can just go through life with that mindset, I, I kind of learned this, is when you go through things in life, hardships and, and trials and stuff and testings, have the mindset as, okay, God, what are you trying to show me here? What are you trying to show? Is there something going on here? I'm not saying get like super spiritual with it and get charismatic, but, but sincerely go to God and be like, God, you know, is there something in me that is not supposed to be there? You know, is my thinking, is it, is it right how I'm thinking? You know, am I supposed to feel bummed out every day? Am I supposed to feel anxious all the time for no apparent reason? Am I supposed to have thoughts of suicide? Is that normal? It's not. But that's a lie from the enemy. And that's that irrational thinking and that dangerous thinking comes out if we're not careful. But we have to go through life with the mindset as, okay, God, what are you trying to show me? How am I... How can I grow spiritually from this situation that I'm in? How can I get out of this situation the right way? Show me. And it's hard to do this. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's people in here that you have, you have went, I understand that you've went through hurt. And it, some of you have been used. Some of you have been lied to, manipulated. There are people that have been physically hurt, spiritually hurt, emotionally hurt. I understand that. And been taken advantage of. And I know life is not fair. And bad things happen to good people. And I cannot even start to explain to you why that happens. But I do know this. Is that in those times of hurt. And in those times of being wounded and broken. If we will just cast our cares upon the Lord. Instead of casting them over here and over here to where we want someone to justify our feelings. If we would just come to the feet of Jesus and cast our cares upon him and run to him and allow him to heal us. That's the key right there. And that's where God wants to bring us to is that point. It's not fun. It does not feel good. It, it takes patience. It doesn't happen overnight. There's long suffering with it, but that's what the Holy Ghost is for, is to help us to get through those things. Psalms 34, 17 says this, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth. So if you're in a situation right now and you're just like, I don't know what to do, cry unto the Lord and God will hear you. It says, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. If you got trouble in your life right now, Take it to Jesus. And you might be like, you don't even know what I'm going through, Brother Gabe. I don't. I don't know what you're going through. But God does. And he's the one that can fix your problem. He's the one that can heal your spirit. But it's going to take work. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such 
as be of a contrite spirit. So you're sitting here and our mindset is, man, I'm broken and I'm bruised. I'm worth nothing. But the Bible says that, hey, God's nigh unto those people. So if you're bruised today and you're broken, God's right here waiting for you. And he's standing here with his arms wide open saying, run to me. And give me that hurt. And I will take care of it. And I will give you peace and joy that you can't even imagine. And I will work that situation out even when you don't even see hope. You don't even see any way out of your current situation. God's like, just come to me. And just come to me. Take that step to me. And I'll take that pain. Many are affliction of the righteous, the Bible said. But the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones. Not one of them is broken. We might be bruised, but we're not going to be broken if we take it to the Lord. Well, our spirit might be. Psalms 37, 25 says, I have been young and now I'm old, yet I have seen the righteous. I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth his seed is blessed. And his seed is blessed. Isaiah 40, 29 says, he giveth power to the faint. If you're faint here today, I'm telling you right now that we're going to have a supernatural power called the Holy Ghost that you can tap into. During this, right now you can tap into it. This next service coming up, you can tap into it, right? As we're singing and worshiping God, God's spirit is here right now. And it's, it's a powerful thing in our life. And we have access to it. And the Bible says he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have not might, he increases strength. You might be sitting here saying, I have no more might. I have no more strength in me. That might be a good thing. Because Jesus has got the strength that you need. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, the Bible says. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So you might be asking yourself, why am I going through this? Why am I feeling this way? Why is all those bad stuff happening to me? There's a purpose in the pain. I'm telling you that right now. You're going through it for a purpose. And it's not just so you can go through it and just sit here. It's because God has anointing and a calling upon your life. Hear me here. The Holy Ghost is speaking. And he wants to use you. And you've been wounded for a while. And he sees your hurt. He sees what you're going through. And he's desperately calling you. So if you're faint and if you're weak and if you're weary, you are in the right place this morning. And all you need to do is just reach out and take that step towards God. No matter how much it hurts, don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about what's going to happen tomorrow and how am I going to get tomorrow. Think about right now. And make up your mind, you know what, I'm tired of being wounded. I'm tired of living with this depression. I'm tired of living with this anxiety and this angst. I'm tired of having suicidal thoughts. I'm tired of my marriage being upside down. I'm tired of all my relationships in life never working out. I'm tired of running from God. Today is going to be different. Because I'm going to step towards Jesus with faith and reach out. And that's where God 
is wanting to do today is there is a spirit of healing here. And it's been here. It's been here for months, for years. God's been trying to heal our wounds here. And today is the day. Right now is the time. You do not have to leave this place with the same hurt, with the same baggage that you came here with. You can leave free. You can leave set free with peace and with joy. Unspeakable. You can leave here delivered. You can leave here free. You can leave here with your mind being clear. Without that bondage and that, that stronghold in your mind, those thoughts coming against you, you can leave here with clarity of mind and peace of mind and hope and joy. Today, you can do that. Let's stand. And, and you might be, some of you here, I've, I've lived for God longer than I've lived for God, okay? And there's been more times of frustration, more times of hurt than there has been of good. And if that is you here this morning, this message is for you. And I pray that you would just adhere to it and take it in. And sometimes, a lot of times in life, I've learned this, is the deeper I go with God, the deeper prayer life I go with God, the deeper walk I have with God, the deeper things I get into spiritually, God requires a deeper consecration. And some of us are here with that. We're going through that right now. We're trying to get deeper with God. We're trying to get closer to God. We're praying more than we've ever have done. We're, we're reading the Bible more than we've ever read the Bible. And it's like we're more broken and there's more stress than we've ever seen before. And we're taking the right steps. But remember, there's got to be pain before we get healed. Don't give up. Get up. Amen? Lord, we love you and we magnify your precious name. God, I wonder if we can raise every single hand in this house right now. God, we surrender our will to your will right now. God, I prophesy right now that you will give power to the faint in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I prophesy, Lord, that your strength will increase unto us in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I prophesy that we shall mount on wings of eagles, God, that we shall run and not be weary in the name of Jesus. I prophesy we shall walk and not be faint through your spirit and your anointing, God. God, we open ourselves right now. We allow you to heal our wounds, God, and turn them into spiritual scars, God, that we can strengthen the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, we love you and we worship you. God, I plead your precious blood over every single person here, God, that you would minister to their spirit, that you would move upon them and give them strength. In the name of Jesus Christ, we worship you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray that you will take this spirit, what you're feeling right now, take this into the next service. Tap into this right now that we're feeling into the next service. In Jesus' name, something is going to happen today. Something very special and supernatural will happen today. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.